and welcome to Step Up Nigeria's podcast. Our podcast is an initiative built to create awareness of governance issues that highlight the cause of corruption and its impact on service delivery. Our podcast is also aimed at promoting values that will help to build a society of people with integrity and provide solutions to service delivery challenges faced by everyday Nigerians. My name is Ferrami Adeola and I am the host for this podcast. On this special podcast episode, I have my executive director, Sonyebo, discussing with me. And our podcast today is titled Inspiring Ordinary Citizens to Act Against Corruption, Introducing the Anti-Corruption Star Award. Step Up Nigeria had the inaugural Anti-Corruption Star Award ceremony. And the Anti-Corruption Star Award is an initiative of Step Up Nigeria that was designed to reward identified anti-corruption champions who are taking extra measures to educate, campaign, or change behaviors that enable corruption to thrive. And we also hope that their stories will inspire many other Nigerians to take action against um, so today it will be just a quick short conversation um, with Oni and I introducing you to the awards as our subsequent podcast will be introducing some of our nominees, some of our winners and some of the exceptional people who we gave awards two weeks ago for the actions they took against corruption. Um, so Oni, I'd like to start with um, asking you, please tell us a little bit about the awards um, and what was the motivation behind the Anti-Corruption Star Awards? Thank you very much, Farami. Um, yes, I'm quite excited about the Anti-Corruption Star Awards because really, it's it's really an award that is aimed at rewarding Step Up Nigeria's anti-corruption champions. Um, and our anti-corruption champions are those who have taken some steps, you know, those who have shown, first of all, passion to fight corruption and then have gone through our anti-corruption education training and have decided to be anti-corruption soldiers to take the, the fight forward. Um, and I'm quite, I was, I'm quite excited that we've started this, it's kind of like our, some form of strategy as well to reward, you know, those ordinary citizens who day in, day out, are, you know, who live by integrity, who make efforts, you know, to ensure that others live by integrity and who are doing all they can um, to, to stop corruption. It's also, the objective as well behind the awards is to show people, you know, that the fight against corruption is not just for government. It's not an EFCC or ACPC intervention or Buhari's intervention. It's actually, it involves everyone and that anybody can make a change. You know, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a student, whether you're a media practitioner, whether you're a bricklayer, the idea of the Anti-Corruption Star Awards is to recognize everyday Nigerians who are making a difference to ensure that we have a society that has integrity and that is working for the common good of all. So that's in a nutshell what our Anti-Corruption Star Awards is about. Uh, thank you very much, Oyin. Um, so just to piggyback on what Oyin said, um, our Anti-Corruption Star Awards was divided into four categories. Um, well, three, but one has a baby. So we started off with the Young Anti-Corruption Star category, which looked at primary school children who were called Junior Anti-Corruption Stars, secondary school children, GSS1 to GS3, which were called Senior Anti-Corruption Stars. And we had three Anti-Corruption Star nominees in the out-of-school category. And those were our young heroes who are young people aged 6 to 15 years old who have taken exceptional steps in the fight against corruption. Our second category is the Teacher Anti-Corruption Star category, which refers to our teachers, our favorite people, who impact this knowledge about anti-corruption to children going forward. And so we also have nominees. Um, and all of these awards happened in three states where we work. They are from FCT, Abuja, and Kaduna states. And so we have teachers nominated who had also taken exceptional steps to educate children in their school about corruption. 
And our third category is the media anti-corruption star category, which looks at media practitioners, radio broadcasters, um, TV, and media journalists who have taken steps to educate young people on air and through their platform about the dangers of corruption and why they should all be persons of integrity. Uh, so I'll be reading out short excerpts from a couple of um, stories from our young anti-corruption star nominees, and then I'll ask Oyi um, what really stood out for her for some of them. Um, so I'll start with the young anti-corruption heroes category because I think that's most inspiring for people because you know they're children. And we have one student in a school in Lagos State who is called Sauda Kabirbelo, and she's a 10-year-old girl in primary six. And Sauda's story um, was so inspiring for us because she took actions to stop corruption with no money, um, limited resources, and just a young girl in her own house who was passionate about the topic of anti-corruption and believed, you know what, I have to tell this to all my friends. And so uh, Sada was inspired after a session that we had with her in our school where we spoke about the bad effects of corruption. So Sada didn't just stop at composing a song. She continued to think of more creative ways to spread this anti-corruption message. And so Sada thought about creating a WhatsApp group. Being too young, she spoke with her mother and convinced her that spreading this message was important. So her mom lent her her phone to spread WhatsApp messages. She created a WhatsApp group called Girl Power, where she encourages her other female friends to continue to do the right thing and to join anti-corruption initiatives. In one message, she sent them an invitation for an arts and crafts anti-corruption party. I mean, think of a child telling her friends, let's use arts and crafts to spread anti-corruption messaging. Since then, she's been speaking to her friends and family and people in her community about anti-corruption. So that's Sauda. Um, we also have a second young champion I'd like to highlight, um, who is actually the winner of the young junior young anti-corruption star category, um, Nato Chuku Michelle Nadozie. And Nato was recognized because she took a bold step to resist corruption. It's one thing to acknowledge that corruption exists, but we have this young nine-year-old girl from Tim Potter's Gate School in Lagos, who was very motivated by Mecca's money and the story of the woman in the book who had injured her leg as a result of corruption that led to bad roads. And Nato started to think, I have to challenge wrong actions. She caught her sister one day trying to steal a thousand naira from her mom. And then she reported her sister. But before then, her sister had tried to bribe her with sweets and biscuits to get her silence on the wrong action that she had taken. Nato was bold enough to tell her, no, I won't take a bribe. And even went further to tell her why bribery was wrong and why she should be a good girl and do the right thing. And then she went to report to her mother. She's been so inspired by Emeka's Money and Halima's World Storybooks that NATO began writing her own short storybook about corruption and its danger in society. This is an important step in tackling corruption by such a young child that she will spread these stories to more children in her school. Um, so that's NATO Chuku. Before I move to another category, I don't know if you have any comments to share about our junior young anti-corruption stars. Thank you, Farami. Whenever I hear the stories of uh, young anti-corruption champions, it just gives me joy and it kind of energizes me to keep going because um sometimes when you walk in the field of anti-corruption you would know as well you wonder you know what's the point you know particularly the more you're doing the more you're hearing the corruption scandals the more you're you're wondering is this a waste of time particularly for the kind of initiative step up nigeria does which is very long term you know the seeds we are planting in the kids would not probably be seen in the in the life of step up nigeria in the sense that you know these are people that may be future leaders in 20 years, you know, and, and then that's when we probably will begin to reap some of the benefits. But it could be time. But just seeing that change, that transformation even happening at an early age wasn't even what 
I envisaged when Step Up Nigeria was created. It was just more like, let's do the little we can. But just seeing that change at this early age is very inspiring to hear Nito Sauda, you know, the Arts and Craft Corruption Party, and also the party for Sauda. She also had a video where she sang in Alsa around corruption, you know, and, and then with Nito, you know, despite temptation around her still resisting, um, you know, temptation and trying to do the right thing. We need that in society now. We need that when you see how people act and how it's difficult for people to follow simple rules or to act with integrity, particularly like during the COVID-19 time, it, it makes me realize the importance, you know, of actually bringing up um, our young people with integrity. So yes, thank you for me. That was really very inspiring. Thank you, Oi. Um, in the young anti-corruption star category, I'd like to share one more person's story um, because I think it's very important, especially for the Nigerian and African context. Um, his name is Abdul Ghaniyu Abdul Rahman, and he's a 15-year-old student of Bright Scholars Academy in Kaduna State. And he comes from a poor village where vote buying is common practice. Prior to our engagement with Abdul in his school, he had been involved in vote selling and underage voting. In the previous election, Abdul was offered 500 naira to vote for a politician, even though he was underage and received another 1,000 naira after he had voted um, as a bribe for the vote that he made. Taking part in our education exercise, where we read the book Halima's Vote, which teaches on vote buying, he began to understand that there's a negative impact of vote selling in society. On his own reflections, he felt very bad about what he did. So what did Abdul do next? He decided to take some actions to stop vote buying, just like the character in Halima's votes. As a result, he's now a strong advocate against vote selling in his community. He has spoken to many people in his community and at school about the danger of vote buying and vote selling, as it is common practice where he lives. His campaign against vote buying and selling began at home, where he encouraged his mother not to collect money from any politician in exchange for her votes. According to him, if she sells her votes, she's selling her power. Uh, so, only, yeah, we have about nine in this category and we'll share a link at the end of this video to watch all their stories. But what do you think about Abdul Rahman and just this bold step to see and just his change, his understanding and change in believing vote buying is bad? Thank you, Farami. I think Abdul Ghadi's case, unlike the others as well, just makes me reflect on the importance of the power of storytelling. You know, the power of storytelling in changing behavior. This was a guy who, a young boy who had actually um, votes and, and also was a victim of underage voting because he wasn't even up to the age of voting. And so I won't say sold his vote, but he was, <laughs> let me let me rephrase. This was a boy who was you know, a victim of underage voting and who was also paid, you know, for, for, for voting, even though he wasn't in the right age. And having heard the story of Halima and wanting to do things differently, just shows the power of storytelling. That storytelling can be quite a powerful tool to inspire change. Um, and it was very and and, and Abdul Ghani's case actually, you know, touches me, you know, close to my heart because it shows it's not just the change within his family. He's gone beyond just his mom, and it's actually changing, trying to change challenge in Nigeria, you know, vote buying and vote selling, trying to, so imagine him speaking to his mom, his mom must have spoken to someone else, and, you know, that's how it starts. So he's trying to begin to make that change in society, you know, um, and trying to tackle a problem um, that's in with Nigeria faces every election, which we need to tackle. So I think um, Abdul Ghani's case is also very inspiring, and I hope that he continues to inspire others as well when they hear the story that we can actually make a change, you know, that your, your votes, you know, are your, is your power, it's not for sale. And not just talking to his mom, but, you know, people within his community, I think it's very inspiring to hear that. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I, like you said, from someone who works on the field with these children, um, you never really know what the seeds of what you're saying to them. Um, in fact, I don't until I watched the videos myself, I realized how powerful they were. I was like, eh, we actually did this. We're part of this story. Uh, and so I think the best part of highlighting the stories of these young people is reminding us that, you know, the anti-corruption fight is it's not it's not futile. Um, it's actually working. It brings me back to remember, if you can recall from me, Step Up Nigeria's first year when we had, uh, is it her name, Esther, the little girl who stopped the mommy, 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 close the gates, you know, um, don't sell yes. your goods. You know, that was for me like, you know, a real moment when I said, okay, then there's something here. Um, so if that six-year-old girl who, you know, got the, the, the head teacher to close the gate and stop the teachers from collecting the, the gifts that were being, being sold during the last election. And when you hear that story and Abdul Ghani's story, it makes you feel like, you know, like, you know, like there must be something here. There's something right that we're doing and maybe it's going to be slow, but at least it would get some, 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 some champions to the process who can continue the work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, thank you. So um, next, uh, I'm just going to run through. Um, we had three nominees in the teacher anti-corruption star category. And once I just read out some parts of the stories, I would want to know, you know, why do you think awarding teachers was important? You know, you know, we understand awarding students, they took actions, but why is it important to also reward the teachers? Um, and so we had three teachers. We had two from Lagos and one in Abuja. Um, who had all taken exemplary actions um, to educate more young people about corruption. We had Mr. Roland Uwanze, who enabled anti-corruption teaching in over 12 schools in Lagos State and is very passionate about anti-corruption teaching. And then we had uh, Mama Winners also from a school in Lagos State who has started using anti-corruption storybooks to teach in her school. And then being so excited about anti-corruption teaching for children, went further to train other teachers in other schools and set up trainings for the ones in her school and other teachers outside. So she trained other teachers on her own without our own influence or assistance. Um, and she's also had children in her school come out as people who are young and passionate and who are mobilizing against corruption in her school. Um, and then we also have um, our winner for this category, who is uh, Mommy Shalom, Grace Shalom from the FCT has started anti-corruption awareness Thursdays in her school um, because she believes it's not something that should be one of. She wants the children reminded every week about why they should continue to do the right thing. And I think it's such a good thing also because, you know, she's mentioned that uh, some parents, you know, you know, if they drop their children during assembly, they stay and they can actually listen. And so this message is spreading even beyond the children um, on the assembly ground, which is such an awesome thing. Um, so, yeah, over to you. Why do you think awarding teachers was so important? And, you know, what's inspiring you about teachers taking these bold steps on their own? Yeah, thank you, Farami. I think for me, teachers play a critical role because most people spend time, more, more, most of the children spend most of their, sorry, children spend most of their time in the classroom, um, even than at home, because literally by the time people come back from school at about four o'clock or three o'clock or whatever, the day is almost gone, they go to bed. So they spend most time with these teachers. And it just struck me, you know, in fact, the more we've been training teachers, the more I've been beginning to realize that I think this is really the way to go, because it's about instilling those values. So you need the parents to instill the values, which is something I think Step Up Nigeria would possibly be doing in the future as well. Um, but for now, we're starting with the teachers where they spend most of their time. Um, and we need them because they're the ones that produce these great leaders. Every leader that we have, every good leader, Obama and the rest, they all pass through classrooms. And they had teachers. And either they had a good teacher or they had a bad teacher. And it's good to start also building the capacity of teachers to be that teacher that people remember that, oh, 
it was because of him that I've learned not to steal, or because of him I've learned that bribery is bad, or because of him. We all remember, we all have those teachers. We still remember, teachers may not remember some of us, but we'll always remember our teachers and the message and the things that they, they teach us, you know, the stick, at least for me. I don't know about you, Ferrami, maybe you can talk to that. But for me, I find, I still remember some of my favorite teachers. So you want them to be those teachers to become like, you know, inspiring leaders for our children and who would also help parents support in building a society where integrity is the norm. And how do we do that? We have to do that through schools and through teachers. I believe more that teachers play a significant role in tackling corruption, even more than, I'm going to be a bit controversial here, than anti-corruption agencies. Because what anti-corruption agencies do is more like when the crime has been committed. So they are there to like treat the disease. They're there to treat the COVID problem when you catch COVID. You know, they're not there or whatever disease is pandemic. So they're there to cure the pandemic. But we also need to be avoiding pandemic sometimes. But so the anti-corruption agencies are useful for when we have such pandemics, then they take action and they do, you know, what they need, what they need to do. But like I said, like I always say, it's not, I think prevention is cheaper, is more effective, you know, and than actually trying to build a society where, corruption is tolerated and then what we now want to do is focus more on sanctions. I think we need to focus more as well on the preventive side. So I see teachers playing a key role on the prevent, you know, on preventing corruption from happening by building, you know, um, a generation of lead of young people that would be um, less tolerant of, you know, a corrupt society. And even if you have any teacher, which we would definitely may have, teacher that in any form corrupt themselves, sometimes Doing, going through this training, they begin to also realize, you know, think about their actions as well. That's the beauty as well of the Step Up Nigeria's program. You know, we have, you know, children who are being motivated, but it's not just their parents as well. We don't know, you know winning these awards for the kids that we, you just spoke about earlier. You don't know what, how it's, it will inspire or motivate the, 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 their parents to act. And the same thing, I think, with the teachers as well. If they begin to teach this as well, there's this moral, there's this thing when you're you're passed on, you're preaching, you just feel the, the weight more on your shoulder. You know, if you feel like, I mean, it doesn't excuse, people still do what they want to do anyway, but I'm saying it makes it a little bit more difficult for you know, your conscience to be able to do, you know, to try and maybe start extorting bribes from your students when you've just preached. <laughs> you know, I don't want to use the word preach, but you've just spoken to them in class about the need not to take bribes or the need for integrity. It, it does something to your conscience. So so that's why I'm thinking, I, I, that's why I feel and I know that I think going through the route of actually creating a mass um, collection of teachers, sorry, collection of teachers that um, are teaching anti-corruption education is the way to go because they will definitely help to build, you know, that society that we are looking for in the future. And possibly the conversation we would have in probably in the next 15 years would be different from now. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Oni. Uh who speaks to the children one-on-one, um, -on -one. it's it's something, and it's also because my friends and family are also aware, you know, there are certain things, they'll say, ah, you anti-corruption teacher. <laughs> so they hold you to a higher standard as well. Um, before, as we're rounding up, um, our final category is the media anti-corruption uh, hero category, sorry, the media anti-corruption star category. And, I, you know, it's also interesting to find out, you know, what is Step Up Nigeria's desire for the media aspect of our work to be? Um, what's what's the hope and the aim? Um, so far, Step Up Nigeria has worked with um, Camry Apollo at WFM 106.3, Inya Ode 
um, at Nigeria Info 95.1 and Oreolua at Dejuigbe at Petals FM, amongst other radio stations that we've partnered with so far. But these are our top um, three nominees for this category. And they are all people who are taking steps. Um, and our winner, especially Ore, who reached out on her own to use our anti-corruption storybooks for her show on radio. And then Camry and Inia, who we had reached out to ourselves and showed them the books, and they just decided, you know what, this content has to go out on our stations for free. And so we've seen the passion of broadcasters and media personalities saying, we see why you're saying that corruption message is important, and we see why your target is children. So we're going to help you spread um, this message. And each of the nominees I've mentioned have... Um, aired over four or five shows on their um, channel that has anti-corruption messaging using our tools. Um, so what's really the vision for South Nigeria's media um, media um, mainstream of anti-corruption messaging so far? Um, and what do we hope would come out of that? Um, I think for us, we just want more media practitioners, broadcasters, prints, and journalists to begin to have content for children anti-corruption, you know, and in a fun way not just the boring content about speech, but, you know, fun content that children can engage in, still using our approach, we think it, which, which we think is very effective, which is the storytelling app. Those that schools cannot reach for any reason, or some schools, not all schools will take up anti-corruption education and teaching. And there are also some people, I believe, like in the rural areas or people who are not even in school, but they actually listen to either radio or they watch some form of television. So having that content out there as well to reach them in their various languages, and whether it's pidgin or you know, Igbo, Yoruba, Aosa, I think would also go a long way as well to get more of those young people we want, you know, um, to have integrity. So that's really the whole idea around the media. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so um, next steps. This is our first anti-corruption Star Wars, the inaugural version. So what's, what's the vision for subsequent um, anti-corruption Star Wars, if there would be? Um, and what are the plans for the nominees and the winners for each of the categories going forward? The first question, definitely we hope to have another Anti-Corruption Star Awards next year. It may not be in December, it could actually even be before December, probably in July, maybe for the African Anti-Corruption Day, um, um, to mark the end of our current project that is around Cat, our Catch Them Young initiative, the first phase. So we may want to do something to reward, you know, the anti-corruption champions from this 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 year of work but we want to work with them come you know each we're going to sit down with the new year with each of the winner and work with them for them to tell us how they plan you know to 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 um, continue to be an anti-corruption ambassador and um, what they plan to do they have ideas work with them polish the ideas and see how we can support them through those ideas at least for a year you know so that we keep the campaign going yeah, thank you very much, Oni. Um, for all our listeners, please, if you are watching this podcast, we're going to link the videos to all the Anti-Corruption Star Award nominees. Uh, so please watch their stories and we hope you'll be inspired by them. If you're listening to this podcast, um, we ask that you visit Step Up Nigeria on YouTube, which is called Step Up TV. Our channel is Step Up TV on YouTube. Watch the videos and send us feedback. We'd like to have comments from you on social media or on our website or on the podcast, letting us know um, if you were inspired by the stories of these nominees and if you found them interesting. Also look out on our podcast for interviews with all the nominees and winners in subsequent podcasts. Uh, so thank you very much, Oni, and thank you all for listening. Please remember to follow us on social media um, after you listen to this podcast. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you.